Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cards Cast. I'm Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling, as always. And Jody, heck of a lot going on, I think. Uh, we, I think we have a few topics to talk about. Yesterday, huge news drops as obviously it becomes official as Chris Mack, University of Louisville Partways, and now interim head, uh, interim athletic director Josh Hurd uh, has the task of going out and finding somebody to fill the job. Let's talk about what, it, Jody. What what news are you talking about, Michael? <laughs> Something happened. So wow, what a crazy few uh, what a crazy few days. And 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 I'll be quite honest. And I've said this on the board in five, six, seven, eight, ten threads throughout the, throughout <laughs> the weekend. Throughout, I mean, throughout the week. Um, I'm a, let's let's go back for a second and get to how did we get to this point? Right. And and I'm going to do the recent. How did we get to this point? As far as um, as far as the last couple of weeks, and 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 this is the, you know, this is the uh, this is the honest truth when I'm when I'm talking about this, Michael, and and this is not speculation. Um, I, I guess first of all, let me let me preface this by saying this is this has been a long week for everybody. It's been a tough week for everybody and uh, fans in general. You know, fans and and. Uh, you know, Chris Mack and his family, um, the coaches, the staff. I, I mean, this, these guys, Michael, this is their lives. Guys like, you know, Andrew Lentz, who is the ops guy who came here, um, you know, you know, four years ago. And, and, and uh, you know, Taylor Barnett, who, who just got bumped up to a, 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 a director of basketball operations position. And, and, and guys that, you know, guys that aren't getting – you know, three, four, five million dollars a year when, when this is all said and done. So this this is tough. And and you know, Michael, for us, um, we cover these guys. We're around them a lot. That's the one thing. You know, you you go to all the press conferences. I go to all the press conferences. I'm around them a whole lot. And uh, you know, and I do consider Chris a very good friend of mine. Um, so so it's been it's been difficult to to kind of maneuver through all this and, 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 and see really what's going on and how it's going on. But I can tell you for absolute 1000% fact that late last week, um, you know, I think, I think Chris and, and, and his agent um, were obviously worried and were obviously thinking about what is Josh Hurd thinking about and, and that kind of thing. There were some meetings that took place last week, and no, Chris didn't miss any practice or didn't miss any game prep uh, in order to take part of those meetings. Um, but but there were some meetings that happened, and 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 they were good. They were all good, and and you know I think you could tell by Josh's reaction and demeanor yesterday that um, that he wasn't really thinking this is where we would be on, you know, January 26th when it happened yesterday. Uh, but things transpired over the weekend. Chris had a great staff meeting from what I was, I understand the staff talked about it on, on Saturday, um, uh, uh, you know, with some different people, it was a good staff meeting. Like, Hey, we got to turn this thing around. And he, he said, you know, I'm the one that's got to look in the mirror. I've got to be better. You've got to be better than you're looking at everybody. And they talked about a number of different things in that staff meeting that would kind of help move them on. And, and then when you get to that Notre Dame game, everything is great and everything was all good. Um, and, and, and Michael, for whatever reason, um, 
for whatever reason, that second half, it all unraveled. And when it all unraveled in the second half, you could just tell it kind of sucked the energy out of a, a lot of different people and uh, in, 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 around the program. And, and I think when, I, I don't know that the booze were a huge factor um, because it, the, the fact is there were booze the game before, you know what I mean? And it wasn't really, if you were where I was standing literally right next to Chris or sitting, right. He was standing right in front of where I was. Um, you heard them, but it wasn't like it was, it was crazy, crazy, crazy booze. And I thought they were actually louder in the, in the NC state game. Uh, I think that was the game, a, a, the, the couple of weeks before when there were a lot of booze, but I was on the other side uh, of the arena on that one. And then when Malik says what he says or doesn't say what he, you know, doesn't say anything in the question in the press conference. And I just think things went downhill from there. Uh, and I just think Chris just decided that, look, this is going to be best for everybody. And as we've heard, and as we've been told, that's kind of how it went down then. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there was a meeting on Monday, Chris coached the game on Monday night. I could tell on Monday night when I did the post-game interview for the radio that there was a different – he had a different feel about him. I certainly wasn't uh, anticipating that 24 hours later he wouldn't be the coach at Louisville. Um, but but I could tell there was a different feel about him. And, and I can tell you now, uh, in talking to him over the last couple of days, um, he's in a much better place now than he was. Um, he's more relaxed. He's relieved. And uh, um, He's, he's in a good spot. Mike Pegues is in a good spot because I think the guys, hopefully the guys will respond and, and, and play hard for him and, uh, and, and they can win a few games here down the stretch. Uh, but Michael, it's, it's, that's kind of the long and short of what's happened this week and, and how it has happened. And, and it's, it's sad for everybody just because those guys at this point, it's tough for all those guys because he recruited them here. You know, there's only one guy on that, on that bench that he didn't recruit come here. And that's Malik Williams, who seemingly has been around for 45 years. Um, but he's coming back. Uh, yeah. And, 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 but he recruited all those guys and you can say what you want about different guys saying things. Um, but I know from traveling with them and from being around them that most, if not nearly, I won't say all, because I guarantee it's not all, but most of those guys um, are sad at what ha has happened in the last couple of days. Yeah, I mean, and from that aspect, I mean, how could you not be, it's the guy you recruited, who recruited you, built the relationships with you. And, and so that's, that's, that's going to be your natural reaction. I want to rewind a little bit as well, back to the, the Notre Dame game. And, and, and like you, I'm not going to put the bullseye on, on the booze that happened at the end of the game, but I do think it is part of, um, of what led to it. And, but more so from just the booze um, was, here you had a game where you were retiring uh, the number two jersey of Russ Smiths, and then they come out in the first half, and it's a thrilling game. I mean, it, the, the, the Yum Center hadn't been that loud and, and that crowded um, in a long time. And even though it was crowded, there was still plenty of room to, to still fill. But you had that just that excitement of Cardinal basketball and, and, you know, and living in the past with Russ there, and it, it, was, it was a spectacular day. And yeah. then the second oh, crack happened, um, and it was such a rush of a roller coaster of emotions where he had one of the greatest highs that the program has been able to enjoy at least for an hour and a half, maybe in quite a while, it feels just to have it not just a loss, but it, it just came crushing down 
you know, and then, and then when he throw the booze on, on at the end of that emotional roller coaster of that day, you know, it kind of puts a little exclamation point on it. And, you know, I'm not sure if that moment or what Malik said, uh, whatever his intentions were for his words, if those were the final nail in the coffin, but I do think, you know, obviously you go to Virginia, if that's the way things are trending, you got to do well. And the way they came out certainly did not help as well. And, you know, and I, 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 I was, I was wondering last night, you know, if, if Louisville had made a comeback and that as they were trying to against the Cavaliers and pulled off a miraculous, you know, comeback victory over a, you know, kind of a down Virginia team, let's be honest, what, would there have been a difference, you know, would this yeah. have been prolonged for the coming weeks? And there may have, but I mean, but let, you know, looking at the, the big picture, I mean, I think we all saw, you know, as Chris did, obviously the writing on the wall, whenever it was going to happen, whether it was this week, next week, March, whatever the case, um, if things didn't turn, it certainly looked, we talked about in the message boards plenty. It certainly looked like that was the path that things were going, you know, and so I actually tipped my hat to Chris and, and Josh for, for coming together. I mean, Josh was talking about yesterday how he's been talking to Chris's representatives for a while now, um, you know, to be able to look, come look, to the agreement that they did. Yeah, and Michael, that's the thing. Like, I think when you take a step back, no matter – look, we'll dive in for a second. Like, like how did we get here? Because this was the perfect fit. I mean, I went back and read um, – I, I, I went back and read our coverage, and I went back and read uh, – if you just Google Chris Mack – uh, Louisville t- accepts Louisville job, I think is what I did. Some of the stuff that you read and some of the, I mean, there are some like home run hire was used all the time. And I legitimately thought it was, I still think it was, but it, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit more, but, if, but no matter what you think about how it, it, it got here and, and what happened over the last four years, you really have to, as you just said, tip your cap to not only Chris, but to Josh, um, I, it, look in the, in the grand scheme of things, if I'm thinking about this as if I'm thinking of this from a fan standpoint, Michael, Chris Mack being a, the man that he is and walking in and saying, look, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's not the right fit. It's not for me. I want, uh, let's, let's settle this. Okay. Well, yeah, he gets his money. He gets $4.8 million and he's been paid 4 million for, for three and a half years. So, so he's sitting pretty, he's fine. And uh, as he said yesterday, he's, he's all good. Okay. So, so it's a win for him, even though he doesn't get the 12 million, uh, uh, the 12 million that he, that he, that he, that he, you know, deserved because that was his contract. Okay. Yeah. And if you look at Josh, what Josh Hurd did, Josh Hurd just saved the university $8 million. And, and, and the fans, I think for the most part, 95% at the end, this is what people at some point or another wanted. I'm not sure people thought that would happen now. I think some people did, but I think most people thought it would be later in the season. But but it's a win for Josh in both of those categories. And, and quite honestly, Michael, you compare it to what we just went through. This team is not as bad and has not quit on, on Chris like that 2018 football team did with Bobby Petrino, and he walked away with how many million dollars? Yeah. So that if you just want to put and compare those two things to what Chris kind of has done for the university as he walked as he walks out the door, um, he, he didn't he didn't really put the screws to him. No, he could have fought and, got, and certainly gotten a lot more. Likely, I know that there's the you know the, the level two violations that are currently out there, uh, but. 
but even so he could have he could have certainly fought and made this uglier and could have hung on and 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 waited to the very end but you know I was impressed, you know, and, and I think a lot of us were stunned that he came out and talked to the media yesterday, um, you know, once it was becoming official, um, you know, and sure, you know, financially he's taken care of, um, you know, so let, let's just throw that aside. But, you know, I think what has transpired because of this um, has done the University of Louisville a big favor. Um, whether you think Chris should get 12, 4.8 million, whatever the case, again, throw that to the side. Him stepping aside, him, him, he and Josh being able to come to this agreement at this point um, is big because a, a quote that Josh said yesterday that, that, that rings true, Louisville is the first to the market uh, with an open job, and it's first to the market with one of the top jobs in the country. So it's going to be a position, as we saw yesterday, you know, the nation's now got a spotlight on Louisville, you know, what's going to be their next move, and, and it's going to be an interesting uh, few weeks ahead. But, uh, you know, it certainly has brought, uh, you know, another chapter of what has been a dark stretch uh, for University of Louisville basketball. You know, I'm not, not calling Chris Mack a dark stretch, but certainly, uh, you know, from what has been transpired over the last few years, uh, the success or lack of success on the court hasn't been a bright and sunny day, put it that way. So, you know, so now, you know, it's another opportunity for the University of Louisville, you know, which is currently led by an interim president, an interim AD. Now they got an interim uh, basketball coach. It's an opportunity for University of Louisville to kind of start hopefully pushing those clouds away. Um, and, and I think the fans are starting to feel that maybe something is clearing, but again, it's going to be an interesting uh, few weeks ahead as, you know, as the search progresses and names come and go off of hot lists and things like that. Yeah. And, uh, it, and that's the, uh, that's, uh, that's the thing, Michael, let's, um, we don't have a whole lot of time left here uh, today in our, in our cards cast. Let's, I don't know what this team's going to do. We'll save that. I, 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 I'm really stunned and shocked um, is what I was told uh, by a lot of people around. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't put a, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to react. Um, this is not yeah. the, this is not uh, unfortunately. And, and, and it's, this is not going to shock you when I say this, because you've watched them in every game, Michael, this is not the most mentally tough group that that we've ever seen at the University of Louisville um and 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 I think something like this um could really fry this group unfortunately um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I hope it doesn't but I think it could yeah I mean we've seen throughout the history of sports pick a sport where you know you could see it go both ways when coaches leave uh, right. during the season sometimes it rallies a team sometimes it doesn't you know so I you know I'm curious to see uh what their reaction was obviously we saw a uh, new interim uh, head coach, Mike Pegues, sent out a, a tweet uh, on Thursday morning. Hey, we're not giving up. You know, hope to see, you know, come pack the, the KFC Yum Center. And there seems to have been some positive response to that. And and I'm curious to see how the fans react as well. I mean, it's yeah, been yeah. Yeah, outside of that note, the first half of the Notre Dame game at halftime. It's I mean, Jody, it's been pretty dismal in there. Even yeah. when they're winning yeah. games, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, it's not fun. You know, so even early. It was even early in the year. I mean, yeah. that, that was yeah. like when they were. You know, I, I mean, I know, yes, I know they lost to Furman in the second game, but even when they were, you know, even when they were five and one or four, you know, whatever they were, six yeah. and two, I guess, six and two when they came back, you know, it wasn't, it, it just wasn't that lively. And, and look, there's going to be people say, and I know I've seen people say that, you know, the players, everybody, that's just, that's, I mean, I, I, I've traveled with them for the last four weeks. I've seen those guys and how they react. And yes, um, 
I can see where someone on that team, one or two players, uh, have maybe reached out to people and said, you know, hey, everybody's not happy. I don't think everybody on that team would agree with that. You know, um, I mean, I know for a fact, I heard Sidney Curry with my own ears talking about how he had Chris Mack's back and he loves Chris Mack. If Chris Mack got a job somewhere, Sidney Curry is going to end up wherever Chris Mack goes. That's just the bottom line. Okay. Um, and by the way, I do think Chris Mack will coach again. I think any notion that he won't coach again is kind of funny because he's not the kind of guy who can just sit around and do nothing. And uh, you can only fish and, uh, and eat skyline chili for so, for so long. And the Bengals. Oh, he says he's a retired coach now. I know. I know. Uh, but that, yeah, but those, those retired coaches come out of retirement yes, all, you know, very, very often, but, but I, but I think that this team is going to react. There's going to be different players react in different ways, yeah, um, you know, and, 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 uh, and look, Malik has been um, a guy that is, it's been pretty visible at times. I think that he doesn't, he looks like he's an old, he looks like he's an old man, which he is, you know what I mean? Like I feel bad for the guy cause he's been through so much and his body's been beaten up so much. Um, how does he react to Mike Begeese? Because early in the season, um, he played well, but but there were a couple stretches that he didn't he didn't play as well. You know what I mean? Like in, the, in those first parts of the of the game. So I'm just I'm I'm fascinated by how it's going to end up and how they're going to do. And and Michael, in our last couple minutes, I'm also fascinated about the list of people moving on because I quite honestly, you know, the the list that I put out there the, of of realistic names, and we'll have our official hot board up um, later this evening. Um, it's going to be some of those names with a few others sprinkled in. I'm not quite sure what people want. Um, Duke and Carolina hired from within for a reason. There's not a lot of sexy, flashy coaches out there that you can just go get right now. Um, it's not that time in college basketball, unfortunately, where there's five names that you think, wow, those guys are just amazing. I don't, I don't know what people want. Um, the list that, that, that we put out that was, you know, realistic names. Um, I think it's going to end up being some of those names, Michael, that, uh, uh, that are at the top of the list. Yeah. And I think for that reason that you speak of, I think that's why Bruce Pearl is for, for many, you know, one a on their, on their wish list. Other guys like Scott drew, and I've even seen Mark few at Gonzaga, which, you know, good luck, uh, re, you know, prying him off, which is with his super glue to that program. Um, you know, but again, there's going to be a lot of guys, you know, that uh, probably wish they could get this job that really don't meet the qualifications for it. I mean, we saw the Vegas odds come at it and it's turned into a wild wildfire conversation on the message boards at Cardinal authority. And rightfully so. I mean, this is a program where, you know, we're used to Denny crumb followed by Rick Pitino. And now, you know, you're expecting, okay, now go find us another hall of fame coach. And, you know, and I think that's absolutely the right mindset to have, but to your point, there's not a slew of those out there, you know, so, we've talked about swinging for the fences. I think Josh absolutely has to swing for the fences. How many, you know, is there a right and left and center field to, to hit for, or is there just a right and left field? You know, there's not right. that many home run uh, coaches out there. So your picking is slim. Um, and when you're going for those swinging for the fences candidates, you've also got to be going and creating relationships with all the others that are potentially uh, solid kind of candidates as well. So I think it's something that's going to fluctuate quite a bit. Um, I don't think they're in a huge hurry unless they've already got their guy in mind, which uh, I don't think there. I don't think there's any I, deals at this moment. And let me just tell you, 
Coaching searches, I've been through a lot of them, okay? Uh, I've been through a ton of them over the course of year, my time at the Courier. And, uh, you know, when we when I was at the Courier, we covered not only Louisville, but Kentucky and IU. So, uh, uh, and, you know, and, and, and the other schools, you know, I mean, like Murray and Moorhead and Western. And back in the day when I was younger, that's, we did those, you know, <clears throat> we cover all those schools. So I've been through a ton of coaching searches. And now that we have social media, it's gotten crazy with coaching searches. I can just tell you, a, I would be shocked if Louisville's reached out to anybody at this point. Josh is, that's not Josh's MO. He's not going to rush it and he's not going to do it right away. And if he does, nobody's going to get to know about it. Now, I won't be shocked to see people's names come out there. And I've already seen people say Bruce Pearl's been, re, been uh, Louisville's reached out to him. Well, guess what? Auburn also announced today that on February 4th, the, on their agenda for their board meeting is uh, the new practice facility that Bruce Pearl wants to build there at Auburn. There are Weird. agendas behind lo- a lot of guys. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's, it, it's like Mark Pope, Mark Pope on any list. I'm sorry. Mark Pope is a great guy. I really like Mark Pope as a person. And I think Mark Pope is a good coach. Mark Pope's not going to be the coach at the university of Louisville, but no. he's on a lot of lists because people ask people to put them on lists. I've had people, um, I won't even tell you the names of people that I've had in the last 24 hours of, of agents or friends of mine and people out there that have called in, in the basketball world and said, Hey, will you put this guy on your list for me? And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I mean, we're going to, we're going to do a list and it's going to be detailed and there's going to be a couple that are, that are long shots. Obviously there's going to be a couple that are kind of weird, you know, name, I'm not sure what I'm going to call it yet. Names that uh, you might not hear elsewhere or whatever. Um, but I'm not just putting somebody on there to be putting them on there. And, and that's what I think a lot of people out there have done. Um, I mean, Mark Pope, um, like I said, good guy, but he's not getting, I'd be very shocked if he would get the, uh, would get the, would get the Louisville job, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you gotta gotta have the right fit and, you know, nothing against him or a few others, but it's just not the right fit. And Um, quite honestly, Michael, I don't know about you. We'll wrap it up here in this. This is my last question for you and we'll wrap it up. (laughs) I, I don't know about you. I, I don't have my candidate yet. Um, yeah. I, 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 look, I'm going to run real quick. I don't think Bruce Pearl's getting the job. I think Mick Cronin would be a good candidate, but he, he buyout is way too much. I think Chris Holtman would be great. Nate Oates' buyout is too much. Eric Musselman makes four and a half million already, and he, his buyout is huge. So I just, you'd have to pony up a lot of money. Um, Steve Forbes would be fantastic, but I don't know that he leaves Wake Forest after a year. And his his energy level and his the character that he is uh, would fit well here. Like I don't think people understand what kind of uh, what kind of guy he is in press conferences and things like that. Like he would win the fans over that way. Um, Wes Miller would be great, um, and Kenny Payne. I just think he's unproven. I think he would be fine um, as a recruiter. I, I just think he's unproven as a head coach. And I wonder why he hasn't had a head coaching job at, to this point, if he wants one. Um, so that's my run through the list of everybody. I don't have a guy yet. Yeah, I'm not yeah. looking for a guy yet. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's part of, you know, not just for us, but for everybody, you know, card nation and everybody else that's, that's out there watching, you know, when Denny Crum hung it up, there were a couple guys that, okay, we need to get this guy. You know, and it immediately became Rick Pitino and it was, it started, it pretty much became obvious. If we want, if Louisville wants to stay Louisville, you got to go get a Louisville type coach. And as we discussed a little bit ago, there are none of those Denny Crumbs or Rick Pitino's that are, you know, right. 
instant flashes. Now, obviously, well, if, if, if you could land somebody like a Bruce Pearl, um, certainly that is someone that might fit that mold. He's very energetic. He would get the fan base immediately excited. He can recruit. He can do everything that you want. He checks off a lot of boxes. That, again, I think it's still a very, very long shot uh, to get Bruce Pearl. Going to the other end of the spectrum, who's currently the, the, the favorite out of Vegas, uh, Kenny Payne, you touched on some of the points. I mean, and I, what I think that highlights is there's question marks on just about everybody on that list. Uh, unlike, the, unlike the last time when, when, when Tom George brought in Rick Pitino, there were, there were no question marks. No, no. It, it, was, and, it was a slam dunk. Um, and the other thing, Mack, they, there were, there were right. question marks. Right. Um, so it's got to be somebody in, you know, and Kenny Payne could be, you know, the man that, that brings Louisville back to winning national championships. And, and if he's the guy, I think that I think the community for the most part will rally around him being a former player and knowing what he can do on the recruiting trail. But still, there are question marks. He's 55 years old, never been a head coach. So um, I think well, that's going to be part another. Of the, that's that's part of the difficult job that Josh heard is that and, to me. I don't think there is one of those you can throw a dart at and say, that's the dude. And here's the other and here's the other factor in this whole matter, Michael. It's January 27th. Yep. There is a hell of a lot of basketball to be played between now and the time Louisville hires a basketball coach. Yeah. What if what, somebody what gets if, hot in March? Well, what, what if in this, I'm just throwing these two names out there because everybody's mentioning their names. And again, I'm not saying that these that I would, you know, I'm not saying these are the guys that I want or would be for, but they're guys that right now, what if Chris Holtman and Ohio State go on a run and end up winning yeah. the, 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 you know, winning the Big Ten tournament and getting to the Final Four. What if Steve Forbes, they're 17 and four, I think. And to me, quite honestly, to me, I think they're the best of what we've played so far. And this isn't a shock because Louisville hasn't really played a ton of the better. I mean, they haven't played Duke or Miami uh, yet. But what Louisville has played so far in the ACC, I think Wake Forest was the best team that I've seen. Now, Louisville won that game, and I thought that was as well as Louisville's played uh, this season for a complete game that night back on the December 29th. Yeah. What if Steve Forbes ends up winning the ACC, which is very possible, the way they're playing and the guys that they have and the way everybody else is playing, and, and makes it to the NCAA tournament and makes a run? You know, I mean, I mean, and you could use that for Wes Miller. You could use that for, for a lot of different people. You know, Eric Musselman – is a shot away from going to the final four last year. What if he, what if he makes it to the final four this year, then his name automatically moves up, up a lot of lists in my opinion. And Louisville would be, uh, that would be one of the guys that you go after, I think. So a lot can change. A lot can happen. A lot has changed and a lot has happened in the last couple of days. And, uh, here we are, Michael. Another coaching search, and we'll put, update our uh, our uh, our big board and put a hot board up this evening. And uh, I don't know. You can wrap us up, but uh, but it's uh, it seems like we we get here a lot, and hopefully at some point we'll get to be stable and we don't have coaching searches for a long time. Yeah, it, it seems like it's becoming a regularity, uh, unfortunately, around these parts. But yeah, hopefully uh, this is a signaling the end. And you know, to kind of scoop back to your last point, uh, you know, I think a, a great example of. What can still transpire from now, you know, through the the Final Four and the national championship, is, is somebody look look at Porter Moser, you know, when he was at Loyola Chicago, going into the NCAA tournament. How high on coaching boards was he? I mean, yes, he was doing some good things at Loyola Chicago, but still, but he makes that run into into March and and boom, it it it, it elevates him into the Oklahoma job. So, it's like to your point, it's there's still plenty of time, uh, you know, for for somebody to you know, make a 
a more of a name for themselves, become more obvious. Um, and obviously, Josh Hurd is, is like he said yesterday, he's already got a list. And if he hadn't, he would already be behind. So um, he's got a, a tough job ahead of him. Um, it's going to be interesting to follow and track, which we will continue to do at Cardinal Authority. We'll have, a, like Jody said, the, our official hot board uh, will be up soon. It'll be something that uh, I'm certain will be frequently updated as well. So um, this has been the Cards Cast. It's another um, unique time for, for Card Nation. And again, here at Cardinal Authority, we will continue to keep, it, keep you covered from uh, start to finish. So keep clicking at Cardinal Authority.